Are you ready? I'm ready. There was a video by a guy named Little Nas X. Why do you call him Little Nas X? I thought his name was just Little Nas. There's an X at the end. This is episode number 39. Hello, this is legendary voice Alvin Sheehan. It's another Friday before sunset, so please sit back or lay back and enjoy a breath of life for the next 17 minutes with your host, my friend, LaFool and A. I was watching this guy doing a reaction video. He was high and he goes, I think his name is Little Nauseous. (laughs) Yeah, when you're high, you'll see things like that. Little, little nauseous. nauseous. <laughs> no, you're right. It is little nauseous. I've never seen it in print. I just hear people talking about it or referring to it on social, and most people don't include the X. So my apologies, little nauseous. You said something before, which I have to look up now. You said there is a portion in it when he's in hell, right? Down this inferno, and then he's going to the ninth circle of it. He swings all the way down there, and then it says they condemn what they do not understand. Is the inscription on the ground. And you said that might have been what Christ wrote in the sand. It's not exactly, but I feel like it references or echoes what Christ wrote in the sand. Let me just quote from John 8, 7. If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone. But I'm thinking of something else. We're reading it in the English version. I wonder what it says in the Greek. What's the quote from Lil Nas X? In English, it's, they condemn what they do not understand. Dominant quad non intelligent. Probably pronounced dominant quad non intelligent. What did they write above the cross? Above the cross, I believe they wrote Yeshua of Nazareth, King of the Jews. I know exactly what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That's another good one. Maybe that's what he says. They condemn what they do not understand. That would be mind blowing if he said that. Like, wow. And we want to look at it in Latin? Yeah, in Latin. Latin for Father. Oh, boy, I should have taken Latin. Pater ignosce illis non enims cont quod faciunt. Pater, so Father, ignosce, forgive them, ignosce illis, them. Non enim, they know not what they do, faciunt. It's not very close, so we should look at the Latin and the Little Nos video. It probably comes from somewhere else. But the thing is, oftentimes you will have phrases in the Bible that have been borrowed from earlier history, whether it's Greek or Roman or concurrent history in the case of some Roman history there. A lot of times we like to think that whatever's written in the Bible is the first usage And it's not, it's referencing cultural things. I wonder if you talk to somebody associated with the Satanic Temple, if they would say that's something that we might teach. I mean, I wonder how accurate he was in using it. You'll have to give me the text. I can look it up. Just give me the first three words. Spell them out. D-A-M-N-A-N-T. Second word, Q-U-O-D. Third word, N-O-N. And then what's the fourth word? Intelligent. Oh, here it is. I got it. I got it. It's just a Latin proverb. Yeah, Latin proverb. I think it says anonymous. Maybe anonymous made it up. That was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Because it does say by anonymous. Well, yeah, that would be appropriate. If it's a proverb, it's usually anonymous. Are all proverbs anonymous? No. I'd have to assume that most of them are 
often in history, you don't have a way to absolutely 100% confirm them. There were plenty of proverbs spoken by, let's come back to the lovely United States of America, yeah, by the forefathers, and they were written down in text that we can say they said that. But whether or not they originated the proverb is a whole nother thing. It could have been a saying of their time that they had just written down. I just found it fascinating that that Latin phrase was encircling, I believe it was the throne of Satan. On the video, does it matter? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Is there a church of Lucifer? I know there's a satanic temple. I don't know. That's the question I have out there for any of you. Does Lucifer have his own church? Strangely enough, you know what's their own church? I shouldn't say because it it's a temple. I don't believe they like to be confused between church and temple. They're very clear about that. It's a satanic temple. Okay. It has its own tenets, matter of fact. There's seven tenets of the satanic temple. One of my favorite that made me think of you was the number four says, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. So now are you calling me a Satanist because I'm advocating for freedom of speech and the return of the former president to social media? Does that make me a Satanist suddenly? I'm not elevating you to the level of living up to the fundamentals of the Satanic Temple. That is a high, lofty thing to obtain. I'm just saying it reminded me of you. Uh huh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Their tenets are such that it made me realize, wow, like, how can you find fault in this? I would love to see a debate between a evangelical preacher and a high priest from the Satanic Temple, because I think that would be a slaughter. I think that the high priest would destroy an evangelical minister. Because I think that the high priest knows Latin. He understands the Bible in and out. Sung Su says, know your enemy. If you know yourself and know your enemy, you win every battle. I think that would be a good competition. Their tenants are all fascinating. There's only seven, real simple. I'm looking at their website because I wanted to understand the difference between the Satanic Temple and the Satanic Church, and they're definitely two separate entities. The Satanic Temple is relatively new, and they say on their website... The seven fundamental tenets of the Satanic Temple, while inspired by 18th century Enlightenment values, these are the same values that our Constitution was written upon. Hello. These were designed for current times to assist the modern Satanist in noble undertakings. Knowledge is a cornerstone of our philosophy, and it is incumbent on members to expand their horizons. Expand our horizons. Thought-provoking. Now, of those seven, which one would you say that you don't really agree with? I'm going to have to read them. There are seven fundamental tenets. Number one, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Number two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Number three, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. Number four, the freedom of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Number five, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Number six, people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. And number seven, every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. 
the spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Which one would you say that, well, I don't know about that one. Uh, none of them. I mean, they pulled them all from the Age of Enlightenment. Everything that we know as a current culture, current modern society is founded on these types of tenets. I don't think that anyone could argue the tenets. I think that what you'll have are people who become concerned that the word Satan is used in the name of the organization. The question is, how does a Christian approach someone who seems to worship the character that the Christian has been educated and culturized to most fear, to hate, and to have the most concern about. Has the Christian been educated to hate this for the correct reasons? Or has it been more of a brainwashed manipulation? Hating to the point of, I have to kill you rather than allow you to live your faith and your freedom. Yet at the same time, we believe in the protection and the First Amendment that everyone has the right to freedom of religion. The biggest flaw that I find in Christianity and having come up as a Christian to still identify as a Christian is the unwillingness and the inability to accept any other thought except what we were taught doesn't seem to fall in line with anything good in the world. I, I mean, we're talking about the satanic temple here, but the same fear seems to be present with some Christians, not all when it comes to talking about Buddhism or Judaism or agnosticism, atheism. Or Islam. Yeah. And we come from a tradition where Christians went out and worked to slaughter people who didn't think the way they thought. We sort of softened it down in the missionary work. You go out and you conquer hearts instead of bodies. <laughs> but it's the same idea. To dispense of the thing that we don't agree with. They condemn what they do not understand. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Ye who has not sinned can cast the first stone. Trifecta. Were there any stone castings in that little Nas video? Nas was bludgeoned to death, not with stones, but with butt plugs. Right. <laughs> so yes, there was a stoning, but they threw butt plugs. <laughs> Sorry. I just... Oh, uh, it's really funny. <laughs> Yes, if only Christ was there to say, ye who has not sinned can cast the first butt plug. Little Nas wouldn't have gone to hell. Well, no, he may still have. Because the, who sends someone to hell? How does that work? Do you make the choice where you end up? Or does some being outside of you say, I cast you to hell or I ascend you to heaven? I'm unsure of that answer, but my thought on it would be this. The first place you die, and again... This is much as fiction as Nas video was, so keep that in mind. Once you die, you go to limbo. And in limbo, you go to purgatory where you're judged. And they take a look at all your life and your records. Then according to Dante's Inferno, you have to go down through the nine levels of hell. So if gluttony is your problem, you get stuck in gluttony. If murder was your problem, you go into that realm. And if you make it to the very last level, you go through a door and then you're in heaven. The road to heaven is paved through hell. You subscribe to a medieval perspective, which is very Christian in its foundation. I like Dante's Inferno. I think it's a great comedy. <laughs> That's what I subscribe to. And I think that if you truly believe in those, if you believe in hell, then you deserve it.
I don't think there's a hell for Buddhists. I think they become enlightened. Buddhists go through, well, some of them, the tradition that I'm familiar with, can go to a variety of rebirths in a variety of hell realms. Your job is similar there in that you are to extricate yourself from the things that you have done to conquer your karma, etc., so that you can become enlightened. But there is a Dante's Inferno-style hell realm with different levels <laughs> that are very hard to get out of the further down you go. Do you believe in it? You know, we get what we deserve. Yeah, but people also believe in heaven, an eternity, an enlightenment, a nirvana. You get that as well. Just because you believe in something dark and painful, you deserve that, completely obliterates the idea that you also believe in something good and wonderful. Don't you deserve that as well? I'm going to go where Lenny Kravitz is going to hang out. He sings a song called Seventh Sky. I'm hanging out with Lenny Kravitz. I'm a Lenny Kravitz fan. That doesn't answer the question. We all believe in different things. And I think everyone should get their belief. If you believe in an afterlife, you should go to an afterlife. If you believe that there's punishment, then you should be punished. If you believe in the seventh skies, then you should be in that seventh heaven. And if you're an atheist, you should go hang out with Carl Sagan in the sleepless dream. The point that I was making was that, and let's just take it from a Christian perspective, because both you and I have that as a familiar tradition. The Christian perspective in general says there's a heaven and a hell and you can go either place. So do you deserve either place? It seemed to me that you were saying that if you believe in hell, then you deserve to go there. And it completely ignores the fact that a Christian also believes in a heaven. Through Dante's Inferno, you eventually do go to heaven, but you have to go through hell first. That's just one perspective. There are plenty of Christians who think you only have one life, and at the end of it, you're going to either go one place or the other. Lazarus, in the story that Christ told, was in the underworld. An angel was guiding him, and he was heading to the kingdom. And someone says, yo, dude, hey, Lash, what's up, dog? Remember me, man? Hey, can I get a drop off your fingertip, dude? And the guy stopped and wanted to give him a drop off his fingertip, but the angel wouldn't let him. Lazarus was heading to heaven. Lazarus didn't do anything wrong. Some Christians believe that. Those same Christians would be the first ones who have sinned many sins. They should face the same judgment that they wished upon others. That's what I was saying. Okay. Isn't that what you're asking? Because a lot of Christians are like, oh, they're getting punished. I'm not. But when judgment comes, they're going to be like, oh, the closer we get, that's why we start confessing. Oh, I, I did this and did this because they realize I lived a life of a hypocrite. You know, I was in the closet the whole time, and yet I was so mean to all my gay friends, all the people that knew they were gay. I watched the Nas video, but as soon as somebody came in, I turned it off, you know? <laughs> They deserve that hell that they wished upon others. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that makes sense. If you create a hell for somebody else, then you need to reap what you have sown, which is why the only thing I reap is the seventh sky, Lenny Kravitz. That's my high priest. But I respect everyone else's high priest. I respect the satanic temple's high priest. I respect the rabbis and the robs of the world. And I like a few evangelicals. I think they're kind of mean sometimes, but. I respect everyone's. <laughs> I definitely like a lot of uh, monks. I've met quite a few amazing ones. My personal belief is there is truth in all faiths. There is plenty of dimensions for every single one, even if you're an atheist. A true atheist, you deserve nothingness. Why should you be punished for that belief? That should be the highest level of reward. 
You don't have to deal with any of it. Carl Sagan called it the dreamless sleep. Maybe that's what I want in the end. It's just a just a rest. There you go. Nah, I want to hang out with Lenny Kravitz. That's my choice. Peace be with you. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom.